0: It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. So happy you could be hanging out, listening on this hump day, Wednesday, the 9th of February. If you are keeping track of the days that I record this and drop this show, but you're probably not listening on this Wednesday. Either way, welcome in. Big week of show. Got the Oscar nominations they came out so we're going to talk about that today plus the Super Bowl the big game coming up this weekend got some things to dive into with that but did want to start the show today uh, getting into a lot of the things that I have actually gotten to see over the last week since the last time we talked Uh, by the way thank you again wherever you are listening to this show and wherever you're listening please hit the subscribe button give it a click ding And you will be notified every time a new episode drops. Plus, this episode should be up on YouTube as well. The Thrill Me Podcast Network. Uh, That's really all I can say right now. If you go to YouTube, you search that, you give that a follow, you'll find my show. You'll find Review at Rob's show. You'll find Zach's speakeasy. You'll find Haunter's podcast. Uh... That probably gives away a lot of what's eventually going to come, but we'll deal with the thrill, thrill me, <laughs> thrill with the thrill me podcasting network stuff at a later date. I pretty much already said all I could say about that right now, but that's uh, something you could go do as well. Another outlet to follow this show and a lot of other shows, but yeah, I have definitely seen a lot of things since the last time we hung out, uh, Jackass Forever. Let's just start with that. Got a chance to go see the new Jackass film. And I give this movie two thumbs up, man. This was a really funny movie. Uh, The way that I could describe it is, yeah, they're older. Yeah, they're a little more mature, but they also didn't really grow up. And it's really surprising. I don't want to say surprising because full frontal, I grew up When Jackass was a big thing on MTV, when it was blowing up on MTV, when Johnny Knoxville and company came along, when that started to really take over the world, that was when I was watching a lot of MTV and Jackass was a part of my early years. So it was good to see the gang back together, new faces joining them as well, because of course, in order to keep this going, you can't have 50 year old Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O and all that stuff. Going around and doing all the crazy stuff. She got to get some youth in there. So I thought this was a good movie at... If you're a Jackass fan, you're going to be happy. It's going to hit all your all your typical what you are expecting. But if you're not a Jackass fan, this is still a movie you could walk in on. And I think you will enjoy it. Now granted, you have to have a, a bit of a strong stomach for the Jackass stuff. And this movie is no different. While, again, they might have grown up and the stunts aren't as, I don't want to say as gross as they've been. But in this movie, there are a few things that are pretty gross. But there was never a moment in this movie, unlike the other three, or even the TV show, where I really struggled to watch. There was a scene I struggled to watch, but it was more for my fear of spiders because it was a spider bit. That was the hardest thing for me to watch in the movie. But that just comes from my arachnophobia. I don't need a camera to zoom in on a spider the way that it did for the stunt that is happening because, well, you know, I'm I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to spiders, okay? So a giant spider being zoomed in on, that's going to bother me. But that is a big difference from, say, Jackass 2 or just the TV series where some of the stuff that they were pulling was just outright gross. Now, that's not to say things in this movie aren't outright gross. There are a few moments. There's some stuff that involves certain bodily fluids that are really gross, and there's a lot of male nudity in this movie as well. But the thing about it that I really enjoyed about this jackass film is the elaborate set pieces. I felt that the gags weren't just gross-out gags, There were a lot of really well thought out set pieces. There's one that involves night vision, uh, snakes, uh, blacked out rooms and all of that. That is one of the funniest things I think I have ever seen them do. And it's such an elaborate set piece with the, the way that it is done. It is just really clever and really well thought out. And it makes the joke and the bit super funny. And not to say that none of the things in the past were well thought out like that, but it just... Early days would go for an easy stunt, an easy gross-out moment where this film takes its time. Even the opening sequence uh, involving uh, a kaiju and a certain body part being utilized in a way to represent a kaiju... Uh, You know, a a Godzilla type, those Japanese style films uh, was really clever and really well thought out and really well in its execution. But on paper, probably sounds like the dumbest thing. But the way that they are able to execute a lot of the stunts in this film and a lot of the things that they pull off uh, really made Jackass Forever a fun time at the movies. Now, there are some things that are still gross Uh, at one point somebody does vomit in their in their N95 mask which you know happens i guess when you're around that that gang but there wasn't anything too extreme i felt like compared to the past of jackass so jackass forever really good movie uh number 1 at the box office this weekend probably not going to hold that spot there's a lot of new films coming out this weekend not to mention You still have Spider-Man out there that's uh, pulling in the money, Uh, and probably, uh, I haven't seen the numbers yet where it stands, but probably by next week, Spider-Man will be the third highest-grossing film of all time domestically. Not, you know, obviously that's before inflation. Uh, If you add the inflation, Spider-Man's on its way to be the 25th and potentially 24th highest-grossing domestic film of all time. But without inflation, it is on its way to surpassing Avatar, so you still got Spider-Man out, but of course, uh, new movies this weekend. Uh, you got Liam Neeson's new film that is not Uncharted, which if you want to know what Uncharted is, go back and watch the, or go back and watch, go back and listen to the episode with me and my buddy Zach Hilton from Haunter's Podcast, where we talk about our most anticipated films of the year. There's, there's a fun moment with that Liam Neeson conversation. Uh, so Liam Neeson's got a new movie coming out. Uh, as well as Death on the Nile finally getting itch release uh, from Disney and, and the Fox merger there. Uh, and then, of course, the big one that I will be going to see this weekend because I'm not dumb. I recognize that Valentine's Day falls on Monday and the Super Bowl falls on Sunday, so I am getting my brownie points all in and making sure that I then get Sunday to football it up as much as I can. But I will be taking the lady to go see Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez in Marry Me. And also, side note, that isn't solely for her. I actually weirdly do enjoy rom-coms and stuff like that. So there's a part of me that is all in for seeing that movie because it looks like, listen, it's the type of movie where I'm probably going to have a toke or two beforehand, hit Puff the Magic Dragon, hang out with Puff the Magic Dragon, all that good stuff, go see it. And have a good laugh and maybe a good cry as well. But it looks like a dumb, fun, feel good. I'm going to walk out. Girl's going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. We're all going to be happy. Everything's nice. It's perfect. But it looks like a fluff movie. So uh, I'll definitely have a review of that film next week. Marry me with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. Because I know you are dying to know what I think about that. Uh, But some other things I got to see as well. Got to finally watch Only Murders in the Building, which stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez as fans of a true crime podcast, who then find themselves creating their own podcast while trying to solve a murder that took place in their apartment building in New York City. It's super quick. Because each episode, I think the longest episode was 34 or 35 minutes. And it's like the first episode and the finale are that long. But each episode, give or take 30 minutes. So it really flies by the show. Uh, And and was able to do a binge of this really quick, really fast. But overall, my thoughts on Only Murders in the Building, uh, absolutely fabulous show. Might be one of the best new television shows that has come out. I'm super stoked on season two. I will say I did figure out who the suspect or prime suspect should be really quickly. Like when they, when somebody came on the scene, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I think this is who we should be focusing in on. And I got a little bit of the no, no, no. And then eventually started to get that, well, you might be right on doubting that person to the full blown, wow, you called that. How'd you, how'd you figure that out? And it was just honestly a a lucky guess. I just kind of figured it out through the fact of deciphering, but that's what I thought was fun about the show was as things are transpiring, everything matters in shows like that. You know, dialogue isn't thrown away. Actions aren't Done just for the sake of an action things matter so there were certain things that occurred that I was like that just seems like this kind of is going this way and this might happen here and this might be this so I did figure it out but it wasn't even a downer figuring it out like that's the thing it was a fun ride to still get there because while I guessed it there was a portion of me that started to doubt my guess and I started to circle away from it but if I had a big vision board or a big suspect board I definitely circled back still even when I started to have my doubts I went mm, I don't know and I won't say what it was but there was other there was something else and I went no that really kind of hammers it home I think I was correct the first time and I'm not I'm not pulling back on this anymore I'm not questioning it I definitely know this isn't the person because they're leaning too hard into this so it's got I, I I'm right I'm right and then I was right But Steve Martin, Martin Short, just such a fun show, a dark comedy at times, but also super, super funny at times, Uh, and just great acting all around. I think all three of them uh, just absolutely have great chemistry. Steve Martin, Martin Short, we know have great chemistry together. They've done plenty of work over their careers as a comedy team, as a duo, Father of the Bride Part 1 and Part 2 they start in together. But Selena Gomez bringing in that youthful energy to it. And she's always been a good actress. I've never had an issue with her even since Wizards of Waverly Place. I, I thought she's a good actress as well. And this might be the role that hopefully gets people to start recognizing that. Because I know she's got some hate uh, from her time on Wizards of Waverly to Spring Breakers and things like that. I know she gets a lot of crap for her acting, but I'm hoping that the people that give her crap get a chance to check this movie or this show out. And I think they'll fall in love with her as an actress because I think she did a fabulous job. But yeah, it was super fun television show for sure. Uh, and very much looking forward to season two that I know they are on set filming right now. And they I think Steve Martin said they got the first three or four episodes in the bag so chances are we will be seeing that show sometime it debuted uh, end of august uh, so into the fall of 2021 so i I kind of expect that's when we will see season two probably around the same time Uh, but yeah season two is coming hopefully sometime this year but really good show only murders in the building absolutely recommend it it's on hulu Uh, All 10 episodes out right now, so yeah, you can really fly through that show. Uh, Another show got to watch over the weekend, Will Arnett's new show, Murderville, is on Netflix and talked about it a little bit here on the... I believe I talked about it on this show a little bit when it came out, when the trailer dropped. The concept, Will Arnett and his team have put together a show. It's, It's similar to a murder mystery. Everybody has a script, but the celebrity guest who appears on the show each week. So each week, a new guest who plays Will Arnett's partner, he is a lead homicide detective, that celebrity guest has to help him solve the crime, the murder that has transpired for each episode. But that guest has to improv their way through it, through prompts by Will Arnett and the other actors involved. Uh, And then that celebrity guest is the one that has to figure out at the end of the episode, who they think committed the murder. And it was really fun. It's it's a show that could have passed as a Saturday Night Live sketch, for sure, but works so well because of Will Arnett. Because there are times you're going to be watching this show and you're going to be like, man, it's really, it's kind of lacking right now. It seems a little, there are long gaps between conversations. There's a little bit of awkwardness. But again, that comes from the fact that the actors there—they all have a script. They know what they—they they know who did what. They know where it needs to go. That celebrity guest, though, has no idea. So there's a little bit of awkwardness at times. There's a little bit of weirdness at times. But overall, uh, it, it's it's really fun. It's really funny. I don't know if I could pick a guest host that I liked the most. Uh, I will say that Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. She was really good. I saw she got a little bit of hate on the Twitter sphere, but what else is new? Am I right? Twitter's just a cesspool of hate. I mean, social media in general is a cesspool of hate, but Twitter is the place where people who really hate life and hate everybody and just want to bitch and complain. That's where they go the most. So, you know, she got a little bit of hate on, on, on the social, which was weird to me because I thought she did a really good job, but, People weren't impressed with her. But Susan Sarandon might have, or not Susan Sarandon, I'm sorry. I can't believe I got Susan Sarandon and Sharon Stone confused there. Uh, but Sharon Stone, listen, two older women that were sex symbols of their time, all right? Sorry. Uh, but Sharon Stone was really good. She was really, really good and really, really funny. Uh, and But what I really enjoyed about it is getting a chance to see a lot of these celebrities and how they act. So seeing Sharon Stone just step in there and just she, playing it the way she wants to play it. Seeing uh, Kumail uh, Nanjani go in there and, and he's playing it a specific way. Annie Murphy's playing it a specific way. Conan's playing it a specific way. Uh, Marshawn Lynch definitely was a highlight of this show. Uh, the former football player star running back just absolutely showing his acting chops and his comedic chops. Like that's the thing you could see he came in and he's like, man, I'm going to own this. And he came in with his knowing where he wanted to go, knowing what he wanted to do. And he talked with, I believe it was the Hollywood reporter when the show came out, breaking down the process of it. And he said that what you see is what happened unless there were no second takes a lot of what you see in this show is the first take and done unless there was something specifically that he didn't pick up on or somebody didn't do that they have to go back and be like hey we need this for him to like ask a question of like oh what about this or for somebody to like give the prompt of well did you notice this to then cause that so it's what it does for a lot of these, and yeah, it works more than it fails. Again, you'll have some moments where you're like, uh, 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 but when it, when it is going, it is on, and it is on fire, and it is really funny. I definitely recommend this show. There's, there's even a little, I don't want to give away the Easter egg, but within like the first five minutes when you find out about Will Arnett's former partner, really funny stuff with that. So, good show, Murderville. It is on Netflix right now. Only six episodes. Again, another short show. About 30 minutes per episode, give or take. Uh, But yeah, in and out of that, really fast. Uh, And then final thing that I have been watching that I have not finished, but I will be done with by next week, is the new Jack Reacher show that has just been renewed for a second season. Reacher on Amazon Prime. uh, Just has been a real treat. I wasn't sure what to think of it. I enjoyed the cruise movies. You know, they're there. They're good. They're enjoyable. But I didn't read Jack Reacher. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not somebody that's going out and buying this book, but I know it is one of the highest grossing books of all time. I think only Harry Potter has sold more than Jack Reacher than those Reacher books. Uh, which is saying something because the Reacher books are like still going and Harry Potter, you know, seven and done type deal. But really enjoyable show. Uh, I, again, I'm down to the final, I, I believe I got three hours left because this is an hour long show. Uh, but I, got, I, I believe I'm down to the final three episodes. Uh, and it's just really fun. It's a good show. Enjoyable. I like the action. I like the characters. Um, Alan Richson Is the star he is Jack Reacher? Uh, and I'm a fan of his. He was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, he voiced Raphael in the Michael Bay produced ones uh, back in 2014 and 2016. I know he was in uh, the Hunger Games Catching Fire, he was in the movie Fired Up. Uh, Titans, I know, is the big thing he's been in recently, uh, as well as the DC Legends of Tomorrow. So he's been a part of that DC universe of late. Uh, The big one, though, that I know a lot of people probably really are like, come on, Nick, why haven't you said it yet? Uh, Blue Mountain State was where he was. He was Thad Castle on that show. Uh, He was in Smallville for a while. He was Arthur Curry, Aquaman for, uh, what, five seasons, I believe, of that. Uh, But weirdly enough, where I actually got fully introduced to him was the show Blood Drive on Sci-Fi Network back in 2017, which was that Grindhouse show. That just leaned into the craziness, the ridiculousness of everything. Uh, that show was all about a dystopian ult- alternate 1999, where a former cop is forced to take part in a death race in which cars run on human blood as fuel. Absolutely bonkers, as crazy show. Something that I obviously would have come across, and not many people did. It didn't last more than that one season. But I had met, I had, I had met him. I had seen him on that really liked him then that's when i realized oh he had been in the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies i liked uh and then a few other things i i started catching up with him in he was in an episode of new girl which you know when i binged watch that during the pandemic with my girlfriend I, I i had that moment with him oh man it's it's the dude from blood drive and 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 all the other shows that have been out there blue mountain state and all that stuff cool but, yeah, he is now Reacher. Uh, and, boy, does anybody who ever complained about Tom Cruise being too small for the character and not looking the part definitely can't complain now because this guy is 6'5", jacked. Like, he looks like apparently, allegedly, he looks like what Reacher is supposed to look like. But, yeah, I've been a big, uh, big, big fan of this show. Really into it. Excited for season two to come. Really excited to see where... Season one wraps up because everything's starting to come to a head right now. So I'll have my final thoughts on Reacher uh, next week, uh, which brings us into the show this week. If you were like, wow, we just did like 22 minutes, Nick, of things you've been watching. You've been watching a lot. Yes, I have. But now it's time to dive into uh, things that are going on this weekend, like the Super Bowl. Uh, There is a big game this weekend between the Cincinnati Bengals the Los Angeles Rams, uh, and there's a lot of different things to really look forward to. Uh, but some of the like, like the commercials, for instance, uh, commercials really are exciting. And this year, they're getting the little tease early. I know one of the latest uh, teases involved Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost for an Amazon Alexa commercial. Uh, Pete Davidson, excuse me, is uh, getting drilled by former New England Patriot Jared Mayo in a. In a spot for Hellman's, excuse me, I'm starting to hiccup and burp. Uh, Doctor Evil's gonna return, so yeah, there. Doctor Evil's gonna be in a commercial that's worth one million dollars. Uh, Little Dickie's got got a spot. Uh, the Lord of the Rings trailer is gonna premiere during the uh, big game. Jordan Peele's new film Nope gonna have its official trailer as well during the big game. Uh, Megan The Stallions doing something with a new flaming hottie. Uh, a song for flaming Hot Cheetos, McConaughey's going back into space. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's going to be playing and making jokes about her DUI pass for Planet Fitness. Uh, I know Seth Rogen um, and Paul Rudd did a tease to the commercial that they're in. So they did a teaser for the commercial because they're doing something for Lay's. So commercials are really shaping up to be really good this year. But one of the things that I love about the Super Bowl is the gambling aspect of it and not the traditional, like, hey, I want a box or a square, whatever you call it, for the game, you know, and, 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 or I'm just going to bet on this team to win. No, I like the obscure prop bets. And I get so excited when the prop bets come out. And some of the 10 craziest prop bets I saw this year that I want to talk to you about. Uh, One of them is what color will the liquid be that's poured on the game-winning coach? Right now, the odds-on favorite is red at 1.5 to 1. That puts the chances at roughly 40%. Now, yellow and clear are tied for second at 25%. Orange is third, 20%. The one I think it's going to be blue, that's fourth at 12%. And then purple all the way down at the bottom at 5%. Uh, Another crazy... Prop bet this year, will a kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? Naturally, you're probably like, no, it's the Super Bowl. And no is more likely at 83%. That said, it does seem like more balls have hit the uprights this year than any previous season. Actually happened in a couple of the playoff games already as well. Uh, Another prop bet, how many times will the chains be brought out for measurements? The over or under is at one and a half. Under, slightly more favorable right now. Looks like 55% of bettors are leaning towards the under. Uh, A really dark one that I saw. There's a prop bet for will a player leave the game and not return due to concussion symptoms. No again is more likely at 60%. But I think we can all agree we should not be rooting for someone to get a concussion and not return to the game. Trust me, as someone who has had multiple concussions that went undiagnosed when I was younger because, well, hell, when I played sports when I was younger, yeah, you might might get drilled as a catcher and take elbows to the face and be very woozy and out of it and maybe black out when you're playing hockey and you get slashed across the head for a split second. But at the end of the day, the pain you feel, you just kind of shake it off because, well, also... I'm just going to put it this way. Adrenaline really kicks in so you don't realize the extent of the head injury until later on. Because, yeah, the hockey slash to the head one, I didn't realize how bad that one was until I kind of started talking about it afterwards. And I was like, you know, I remember turning around. I remember seeing the stick hit me in the face. And then I remember getting up and skating to the bench. I don't know what happened there in between. Oh, you were down for like a good 20 seconds. Oh. Don't remember that. I just I just remember getting hit and going off to the bench, but you're telling me there was a point where I was down and I didn't know I was down? Huh, interesting. And then later on in the evening I started getting all the really woozy and felt very off and that's when I was told, "Hey, maybe probably not a good idea to just close your eyes and go to sleep and maybe someone should watch you and kind of keep an eye on you because that's not a good thing." Uh so yeah, let's let's all agree Let's not root for concussions in this Super Bowl. Uh, Another interesting prop bet, fun twist on the classic National Anthem time bet. Uh, This one is, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes to sing the National Anthem? The over-under for Mickey uh, Guyton to sing the anthem is 1 minute and 38 seconds. So if you think somebody's going to score quicker than 1 minute and 38 seconds, place that prop bet, baby. Uh, Another prop bet, who's going to win the Super Bowl MVP of the game uh, is his teammates. Uh, Yeah, his teammates is the odds-on favorite at 40%. No one uh, is next at 29%, followed by God at 25%. Uh, And I'm sorry, I read that wrong. It's who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first. So yeah, if you got a little confused there like myself, uh, it's thank first teammates the odds-on favorite no one god third uh then the coach the owner and the player's family are all tied with eight percent how many super bowl commercials will have a dog in them the line is set at six and a half so 57 percent chance it's under and a 48 percent chance it's over i'm gonna take the over on that one we're definitely seeing more than six and a half dogs uh, featured in commercial, commercials that are going to feature a dog, so to say. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see at least nine dog commercials. So, yeah, I'd take the over on that one. Uh, now we get into, like, some of the other really interesting ones. Uh, will Eminem be censored at any point during the halftime show? The odds are, yes, he will at 64%. That kind of feels like a no-brainer one. Uh, then there's the, will there be a wardrobe malfunction during the halftime show this year? In addition to Snoop and Eminem, the show is going to headline Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, so will there be a malfunction leading to any naughtiness? Very unlikely. The odds of it not happening, sitting at 97%. And yeah, as long as Justin Timberlake doesn't go out there, I, th- I think Mary J. Blige is okay. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Kendrick, Dre, Snoop, and M are not going to be wearing anything that could show off their their nether regions then finally the one that i really was excited to talk about and i think is possibly going to happen for sure even though the odds are actually in favor of him not doing this at 59 percent. but the bet is will snoop dog smoke on stage during the halftime show and again it feels like a no-brainer that he would be doing it But the actual favorite for this is that he will not do this. I'm saying Snoop is absolutely going to smoke on at the halftime show because, well, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he doesn't really have anything to prove. You know, we all know what Snoop does. But it's California. It's L.A. It's the Snoop D-O-double-G. Like, I could see him rolling out there and being like, rolling down the street, smoking, (sighs) Ah, sipping on gin and juice, laid back. It's possible. That's, you know, again, that's why these are the prop bets. They're just fun little side bets. So uh, that's 10 of the weirdest, craziest prop bets out there this year for the Super Bowl. But either way, uh, I hope whether you're gambling or not, listen, if you're gambling, be wise about it. Be smart about it. Uh, Also be safe. You know, gambling can be an addiction. Trust me. Uh, I didn't have a gambling addiction, but I know of a friend. Like, I really do have a friend that swears up and down he doesn't have an addiction, but we know he definitely had a problem there for a while. So uh, be smart. Be, you know, know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Little Kenny Rogers for you. But, yeah, definitely uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Best of luck to the Rams and the Bengals. If you're a fan of either one of those teams, best of luck to you. I'm a New York Jets fan, so I'm never going to know what it's like to have a team in the Super Bowl. You know, I just, I've just come to that realization, all right? I've accepted it. I realize football, not the sport I made the wisest choice in sports for. Granted, I could say the same thing about basketball with the Knicks. I could also say the same thing about baseball with the Mets. At least hockey, I got to witness the Rangers win a cup in 94, so, you know, it would be nice to see them do it again, but, yeah, yeah, know, um, whatever. Beggars can't be choosers, am I right? Yeah. All right. That'll do it. You all have a great week. Enjoy the big game. Enjoy whatever you're watching as well. Uh, Next week, review for Marry Me is on the way. Will I like it? Will I hate it? Will it be better than I expect? Probably not. But we'll talk about it next week. Peace and love.